1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary.
2: BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mm-mm-mm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it,
3: but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. So let me get this straight. The orange one. You know who I mean. It's been on Twitter for for years, sort of starting wars, spewing general hatred and division, and that that's all chill with Twitter. But but when he gets ill and people maybe say a few slightly mean jokes about him, that's that's not uh, uh, all right then. Cool. <laughs>
2: It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec
3: Feldman. Afternoon. Started this afternoon's broadcast with BTS and Dynamite, followed by Salem Elise and Mad at Disney. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. Welcome into my brain. I've plugged it into a microphone and that's that's what's being beamed out for the next two hours. Hope all is good. I've just seen a tweet, actually, speaking of the orange man. Um, an update on his health will be given by his physician, Sean Connolly, in an hour's time. Now, I've heard Sean Connolly is a-, a good physician, but Pierce Brosnan was much better. a James Bond joke for you there. You're so welcome. Anyway, <laughs> coming up on the show today, lots of stories, lots of stories. Some heroic tales coming up after 4pm. I've also got some... Some questions about a few classic kid stories actually, also after four about 10 past, and this hour, about 325, stories that no one believes because something quite ridiculous happened this week, and I told a couple of people, and basically they wanted proof they didn't believe that it would happen because it was so ridiculous. so that is at about 325 plus. It's a very special day today. Plus, carrots. Plus, I have a food review. I will give you more detail than that in a second. But 420, there will be a review of some quite controversial food, I would say. Also, music-wise, in the next 10 minutes or so, Heady One coming up. Maisie Peters, JP Sachs, and Justin Bieber's new one is next as well. After This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned? Three life lessons that, I mean, you couldn't pay money for these. They are so invaluable and I'm just giving them out for free because I'm nice like that. I'm just a really nice guy. So first up this week, I've learned, I live in the UK, sorry, in England's coronavirus hotspot. What an achievement. I saw this article on the Manchester Evening News, Fallafield is now England's coronavirus hotspot, has the most COVID-19 cases anywhere in the country and that's where i live wow should i be proud should i be excited should i be scared i kind of tick all of those boxes um what a great time to move quite recently to fallowfield england's coronavirus hotspot so that's that's good that's exciting i'm just gonna not leave my house and wear a mask indoors until until this all blows over i think that seems like a sensible plan i've also learned this week Now, this is where the the food review comes into it. You can go to a supermarket today, right now. You could walk to Sainsbury's and go in and go to the fridge section and go to where they have all the hummus. And you know I'm a hummus connoisseur. I eat it by the bucket load. And you could buy, right now, at 10 past 3 on a Saturday, Marmite flavoured hummus. I didn't know it existed. I wasn't aware it was a product you could buy. I haven't seen any marketing for it. But I walked into Sainsbury's the other day, and it was just there, staring me in the face. And I thought, obviously, I've got to try this. I like hummus. I don't hate Marmite. But what would they be like together? I was so bewildered and fascinated that I did buy some of this Marmite hummus. And at 20 past four this afternoon, I will give you a full, in-depth review. And you know it will be in-depth. I've got you. But this is something you could do right now. You could even have a taste along with me. If you go out now, you can be back in time for the Marmite Hummus review at 4.20. Why the hell not? Finally, this week, I've learned that the delete for everyone function on WhatsApp is a massive lifesaver. I'm in a a WhatsApp group where basically it's just sharing links to stuff like funny stories and other bits and pieces from our lives. It's one of those. It's it's a good group. And um, I saw... Something funny, and I was like, "Oh, let's let's send that." And so I, I copied the link, or at least I thought I did. Went onto WhatsApp, paste, sent, boom. And then I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is not what I thought it was." And uh, it was actually the last thing I'd copied, which was not the kind of thing that was really appropriate for that group. It was it was just not not very pleasant let's say and I'd accidentally sent that to this group and I was like oh dear let's 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 delete this for everyone immediately and it was fine no one saw it no one saw what I had to sent by mistake but delete for everyone absolute lifesaver Whew, that was that was close so that's what we've learned this week I live in England's coronavirus hotspot get in you can buy marmite flavored hummus right now if you, you are so inclined and delete it for everyone on WhatsApp, really useful. This is Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, Holy, it's Wizard Radio. I hate to say it, it's quite good. Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, it's Wizard Radio, and that was Holy. Salik, hi. How's it going? Maisie Peter's next. Exciting news. Today, if you consult your calendar, it is the 3rd of October, aka Mean Girls Day, the day made famous by this line in the movie.
0: On October 3rd, he asked me what day it was.
1: It's October 3rd.
3: Now, I wanted to mark Mean Girls Day in some way, because, you know, a lot of people love this film. And so I thought, yeah, let's let's celebrate. We're on the radio on Mean Girls Day on the 3rd of October. Let's do a thing about Mean Girls. Unfortunately, I'm quite ignorant when it comes to most movies. I haven't seen a lot of things that maybe you'd expect me to have seen, which is just kind of most films. And so it would be kind of a struggle to mark Mean Girls in an appropriate way. So what I've done, just to kind of help me out a bit basically, I just asked someone if they could explain the plot of Mean Girls to me, just so I could you know, mark it in an appropriate way on the radio. And they explained it very well, I think, in in 60 seconds. So I'll just play you how they explain the plot of Mean Girls to me.
4: So in Mean Girls, the concept is, there's five baby sharks, and the like, bigger baby shark is like, you know what, baby sharks, why are you trying to be vegetarians and hang out with those medium-sized fishes? Um, and then they were like, oh, this is a good question. So they go and try and kill, they kill their friend medium fish. Um, and then they're sad and then um a crab tries to attack them and then they form a band with an octopus as a drummer Um, and then they're super popular but then they cut holes into like the octopus's little like shiny sequin uh show shirt around the boob area um and that's the end
3: Ah, wow, that sounds like a great film, actually. A, a, a bit violent, I won't lie. You know, there's the, the, the murder, and then there's the, the attack of the octopus, but it sounds quite fun, I like that. Is, it, is that where the song Baby Shark comes from? Is that from the Mean Girls soundtrack? Because it's about, you know, the five the five sharks and the baby sharks and the medium-sized fish and all that. Wow, I had no idea. I See, this is how ignorant I am. I didn't realise that baby shark came from mean girls and now i do what well, i completely understand the sort of the cultural significance now of the 3rd of october mean girls the, the sharks the baby sharks try to go vegetarian and make friends with the oh wow that sounds like a classic film i should actually watch it kind of like a a sort of more violent nemo or shark tale yeah, sounds great. Well, happy Mean Girls Day to you. I hope you too have an octopus playing the drums somewhere in your life today to mark the special occasion. Oh, I feel so enlightened now. This is good. Right. Wizard Radio. This is Maisie Peters, JP Sachs. Maybe don't. Maisie Peters, JP Sachs. Maybe don't. Wizard Radio. 3rd of October today, aka Mean Girls. Hi to the person who's just texted the show saying, hey, Alec, long time listener. First time getting in touch. Welcome. Just wanted to say, it's an absolute outrage that you've misrepresented Mean Girls, and I'll be contacting Ofcom and the police. Um, I mean, number one, Ofcom don't have anything to do with, with me. This is the internet. This is the Wild West. Can so what I like. Number two, the police. Don't waste police time. Number three, what do you mean? What do you mean misrepresented? Is that not the actual plot? That's what she told me it was. Was she lying? Was she making that up? they're not actually an octopus playing the drums. Where, where does the truth begin and the lie end? Well, I don't... Okay. What a, what a concerning message. I like that, <laughs> that Mean Girls was the first thing that ever prompted this anonymous person to get in touch. But, you know what? I like that. 07807. 183538. Whenever you like. I'm here. 3-5 on a Saturday, not 24-7, that would be a bit much. Anyway, Heady1 and Claire Rosenkrantz coming up. My name is Alec Feldman, by the way, hello. Speaking of the truth and the not-truth, something quite ridiculous happened this week. And I've told a few people about this. And most of them have reacted with, no, no, no that's, you're lying, you're making that up, prove it. And I wasn't expecting this. I was sat in my kitchen, in, in my basement. I do live in a basement, if you've not heard the show before. I live in a slightly funny-smelling basement in Manchester. It's great. And I was just chilling in my kitchen, in this, this basement. It has a couple of small windows. And I was video calling my family at the time, actually. And all I hear, just out of nowhere, is this, like, screw BANG noise. Followed quite rapidly by loads of sirens and brakes and stuff. And I was like, oh, something interesting is going down here. So I like jumped up and opened my my very tiny little window. And sure enough, there were loads of police officers there, like jumping on this guy and pinning him to the ground. And the car was just there, like halfway through a a wall and some, some foliage. And what had happened is that an actual police chase had ended literally outside my house. And I was just, just to my friend like, excuse me for you second, just gonna go take a look at this. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, your police chase just ended outside my house. That's not the kind of thing that happens every day. It's not the kind of thing that's ever happened to me before. It's quite unusual, I think. And I tweeted about this and I was like, huh, weird, weird Sunday night things. Police chases just ended outside my house. And my friend Benji replied, and he was like, pics, or it didn't happen. So, apparently, this is such a ridiculous thing to happen that unless there is actual photographic evidence, nobody would believe it. And so the next day, I did go out and take a photo of the, the smashed wall and all of the trees that had been, like, squished, and going, is this good enough? And she seemed fairly satisfied with that. But, yeah, it just was <laughs> such an unusual thing. Nobody believed that this had actually happened and it did I have the receipts I can prove it I have the photos the wall is still damaged I saw the person being restrained by the police, but it was quite a random thing to occur and it got me thinking There must be quite a lot of stories like this that they happen just really out of the ordinary things And because they're so unusual that when you try to tell the story to other people, they're like (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. You're making that one up," and they just don't believe you and so I'm on the hunt this afternoon for the most unbelievable true story. Has anything ever happened to you? And it's so absurd that nobody believes the story when you tell it to them. Let me know if there is. 07807 07807-183-538 is the text number. Like I said, you can get me anytime you like. Not just when I ask, whenever. Or you can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. When has something happened to you that's so far-fetched, so unbelievable, that literally... No one does believe it Let me know We'll try and find the most ridiculous But true story In about 15 minutes time Claire Rosencrantz is on After heady one H. Tracy Storms says, Ain't it different on Wizard Radio
2: Live from a slightly funny smelling basement in Manchester This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio
3: Claire Rosencrantz, backyard boy And heady one before that Hello, it's Alec Sean Mendes and Gracie on before 4 o'clock And we will begin this week's edition Of Someone's Knocking at Your Door as well Um, right, so I mentioned before that a police chase just casually ended outside my house, like a massive car chase, big crash, loads of noise, and a guy was just pinned to the ground, and I put this on Twitter, and no one believed me, and I just wanted to know if you had any stories that are really unbelievable and yet actually happened, and, you know, if if I don't believe these and I find out that you've been making them up, I'll be very upset, but I, I trust you, these are unbelievable yet true. So, Sam's been on. Nobody ever believes this story, but one time I accidentally got arrested by the police in a case of mistaken identity. What? Basically, my mum and dad had sent me out to get some milk and bread from the shop at the bottom of our road. I went out, just casually got my stuff, paid. As I was leaving the shop, a policeman came up to me, stopped me, basically told me to get on the ground, and they read me my rights and arrested me and everything. I was so confused and terrified, obviously. They were asking me all of these questions about a theft that had happened near my house the week before, and I think they thought it was me who had done it. Really? What gave you that idea? Eventually, they believed me when another policeman came and said they had the wrong guy, but I was there for the longest 15 minutes of my life in handcuffs. I just ran home after that. Uh, Running home, a sign of a guilty conscience, I'm sure. Wow, another police-related story. After my police car chase one, that's that's insane. That must have been so scary. How did you not let a little bit of we come out? I mean, maybe maybe you did, but didn't want to admit it. Fair enough. Wow, that is so scary. What what did you say anything? Were you just like, um, uh, I think you've got the wrong guy here, or were you just you know doing doing anything, answering the questions, telling the truth, trying not to? accidentally implicate yourself in this theft that's the thing i feel like if that was me in that situation i would i'd do one of two things i'd either really annoy the police officers by being really smart assed about it and making loads of like sarky comments and they'd just be like shut up and probably hit me or i would i would just like i don't know panic and be like wait what if i actually did do that like this this is not the same by any stretch of the imagination, but I got in trouble at school once for something that I objectively had not done. And I was, I was you know, being given a talking to. Being like, listen, right, you gotta you got to get off this path or or who knows what happened, you end up expelled. And I was just sat there being like, yeah, yeah, you're so right. I need to change my ways. And then I, then in my head I was like, wait a minute. No, I don't. I haven't done anything wrong. This is not me that's supposed to be here. But I think I might have actually almost started believing that I was the person that did this theft, if that was me, even though uh, obviously hadn't. Man, that's scary. That is That is a very strong start to the unbelievable true stories. Is it the most unbelievable true story? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what else we've got. Emma says, when I was younger, like three or four years old, apparently, I fell through a hole in the ground in public. I don't remember this, but my parents swear by it. And it seems likely because I'm a bit of a klutz. Anyway, I was walking somewhere in public with my dad and there was a manhole that was uncovered. So it was just a hole in the ground. I didn't see it, fell into it, and then just started yelling. And my dad had to call the fire brigade to get me out of the hole and rescue me to safety. Then I had to go to the hospital to make sure I wasn't injured either, which I don't think I was. And as I said, I don't remember any of this, but apparently it was the scariest moment in my dad's life. That is brilliant. The scariest moment in his life. Surely the funniest moment in his life. I mean, maybe not if his his three-year-old child had just fallen down a hole. But at the same time, that is objectively quite a funny image. You know, it's the sort of thing that always happens in cartoons. You don't think it actually happens in real life. People just fall down holes willy-nilly. That is brilliant. (laughs) So did they have to like put a ladder in? How deep was this manhole? Did you end up in in the sewer? How do manholes work? Is there like a grill at the bottom? So you can only fall so far. I wonder. Uh, but yeah, I suppose the reason you don't remember it maybe is <laughs> you were more injured than you thought. Maybe just a bit of a bang to the head and the memory of this happening is wiped because I know you don't remember much from when you were three or four, but you can remember bits and pieces, you know, little fragments of a memory and falling into a hole does seem like the kind of thing that would maybe stick with you for a while. I don't know, but that that is a great story. We've had someone who's been arrested by a mistake. We've had someone who's fallen in a hole. And now we'll hear from Hannah. This is my party story. When I was younger, me and my family used to be really good friends with Ed Sheeran and his family. We were family friends. There are pictures of me as a baby with Ed Sheeran and his family just chilling out in our house. And now look how famous he is. I haven't spoken to him or met him since he was famous because my family, well, his family moved away from us. But he is my claim to fame hmm again i know I, I i do believe you hannah because these are unbelievable but true stories but at the same time how do you know it was ed sheeran because if the photo is you as a baby number one it, how do you know it's you and not just a random baby and ed sheeran or number two oh i suppose it is your house okay okay I'll, I'll give you that one how do you know it's ed sheeran and not just another ginger person because he probably looks quite different to how he looked when you were a baby. So, it, it, Yeah, I just, I think there is scope for this to be made up, but also I'm sure it's not. And you actually were family friends with Ed Sheeran back in the day. What a mistake losing touch with him. Your parents, I bet, I bet your parents still send Christmas cards to the Sheerans. It's one of those things where once a year they exchange a Christmas card that says, dear Mr. and Mrs. Sheeran, Merry Christmas. Must catch up this year from Mr. and Mrs. Hannah. And that's it. And every year these cards get exchanged. They never do get back in touch, but you should. You should totally get back in touch with the Sheerans because that's cool, if true. Now, I believe that we've had some pretty good Unbelievable But True stories so far. James Gilmore thinks he can top it. He's here right now. The producer of this program, everybody.
5: Hello. I can. I can top all of these. Can you really though? Yes, so uh, this happened recently. This isn't a story from when I was, um, you know, a youngster. This happened within the past two years. Okay. So um, there used to be an ice cream shop. Uh, I guess you could call it a gelato store. Um, Near, not, not near where I live, but you know, in the North London area that I would frequent often because it was my favorite place in the world. It shut down due to COVID-19. A oh real no. casualty of the virus. That's I know so it's, it's very sad. It's very sad. In fact, I'm going to Bournemouth next week just to go to one of the other branches. So, are um, you serious? But well, that's not the only reason. But it's a side effect. <laughs> anyway, okay. so um, I was going coming home from dinner with my family once. My dad was driving and on route home we were going past this ice cream shop and it was one of those places where it's more like a dessert lounge they've got all the ice cream but you can also get you know waffles and pancakes and sit in or or eat out you know all the different options and I'm on the way back and I'm like oh I'd love some ice cream and uh, my family go oh yeah if you go in get us all some ice cream so my dad pulls up outside the ice cream shop and um and i go in and it's rammed i mean it's a busy saturday night this is obviously pre covid where people could you know actually be next to each other so um, i'm comfortable just thinking about it i know it's it's really shocking anyway so i go in and it's really really busy um and you know how it's that difficult thing in an ice cream shop where because people are looking at flavors you don't quite know like who's where in the queue yeah yeah um i relate but all, so it was like all busy around there and all of the tables and chairs were taken and it looked like there was some sort of party going on. Like, you know, there were some fully grown adults um, and youths having, you know, social gatherings. Um, anyway, those. so um, I'm getting frustrated because the queue isn't moving. And so I decided, you know, I'm gonna go out the queue. I'm gonna look at my ice cream flavor and maybe, just maybe, and I'm not this type of way inclined usually, maybe I'll push in all right so, so far, lo- this is quite believable just saying yeah well wait wait, wait. we're not got the unbelievable bit yet so okay. i'm looking at the ice cream and um no literally nobody's even paying attention like people are like have their backs turned they're talking so i just push right in i'm now like second to the front of the queue in that moment a girl from the party yells at someone else like is something like yelling, like get away from me, like really aggressive yell, like how dare you! And the whole ice cream Whoa. shop falls silent. Right, and I don't know who, who that person was or who they were shouting at, but all I know next is that um a woman with a buggy and two children stands up and starts like shuffling out the way, as if maybe she was the one who'd gotten shouted at. And this other girl starts like trying to get at her. This is not a Saturday night in an ice cream store. Do they know each other? I I don't know. I don't know their relationship. They start, yeah, like, trying to get her. And, like, the people now probably, like, trying to split them up. The woman with the kids isn't trying... She's just trying to get away. Anyway, you know, you know, she's got a buggy and everything, so it takes a little while. She's kind of on her way walking out the shop. And this is why, kids, you learn never to push in front of the queue. The girl who'd yelled takes an ice cream sundae empty so just the glass kind of you know the classic ice cream sundae glass container thing with no ice cream in it picks it up and throws it Uh, towards the woman now her aim wasn't great because it nowhere near the woman me however what happened it goes in slow motion right past my nose like if I was one step forwards, that would have whacked me in the side of the head probably would have been (laughs) concussed and knocked out and had to go to hospital lots of shards of glass probably lots of shards of glass goes right past my face and smashes into like the coffee maker at which point kind of like a movie everyone stands up and tries to get out me i go into fight or flight mode i do not care if you are a woman a child an adult or whatever i push everyone out of the way including unfortunately this dear mother with two kids and (laughs) run out of the ice cream shop but who knew you could nearly die trying to get ice cream so was there
3: ever any any explanation for this violent outburst
5: well and this is another kind of you know stereotype of me i got in the car first thing i do before i even tell my parents what has just happened I go, this must be trending on Twitter. I go on Twitter, I'm typing in the area I'm in, the ice cream shop name, nothing. And I'm obviously like, it's a packed ice cream shop, but we're talking still like, what, 30 people? Obviously it wasn't trending. No. But uh, my assumption was I nearly died. It must be trending on Twitter. (laughs) Like I was going like pale white boy in North London, nearly died, nothing. There was no news coverage either. Not even on, like, the London news. No, nothing. Nobody cares. Wow. Well,
3: I yeah. mean, that is that is quite a, an unbelievable true story. I've got to say, you have left me with no choice but to crown the most unbelievable true thank story you, you. to Sam, who nearly got arrested. All right, fair enough. Well done, Sam. But you can, you can be a close second or, or, right. or third. I'll take that. I'll take that. But thank you very much for all of those. Really appreciate it. Now this, this is really good. This was released yesterday. It's new song by Shawn Mendes. It's called Wonder. Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio. That is the new Shawn Mendes song called Wonder. And it's very good. My name is Alec Feldman. Thanks for listening. Gracie plays next. And then another mystery guest on Someone's Knocking at Your Door. But first, carrots. They're good for you. They're orange. They used to be purple. But then the Dutch royal family did some selective breeding and made them orange because... Holland, the Netherlands, the colours orange. They help you see in the dark, rabbits like them. You know carrots, of course you do. Well, on the campus of Goldsmith University, which is in London, 29 tons of carrots have just been dumped there. That's a lot of carrots. Just for some, some context, uh, if you wanted to get a bag of carrots at Tesco, you'd probably get about 450 grams, maybe 700 grams if you go for the big bag. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite small, significantly smaller than 29 tons, which is a lot. And there was a truck and it just kind of reversed. You, you, know, you can imagine like,
4: beep, beep, beep,
3: and then the carrots just get tipped out. And they're just, they're just there, they're not bagged or anything. They're just literally unpackaged loose carrots to the tune of 29 tons. I've, have you seen pictures of this? Um, if you have, you'll see how much space that occupies. It's a lot. There are probably thousands, maybe tens of thousands of carrots in this massive pile. And this just appeared the other day. And a lot of people were confused. And it became apparent eventually that these, these carrots, they're not just random carrots that have been dumped there. It's not an outdoor compost heap or anything. It is actually art. Of, of course, of course it's art. If there's ever anything weird or inexplicable or just a bit pointless, just, just call it art and it's fine. It suddenly becomes meaningful. And it's an art installation called grounding. And basically everyone universally hates it. Which is fair. I mean, there's a number of reasons why you could hate 29 tons of carrots being dumped on your university campus. I mean, number one, practical. Blocks the way. You know, loose carrots everywhere. Number two, you could argue it's litter. Number three, um, they will eventually go mouldy. Especially with the rain that's at the moment. These carrots will stink in a few days' time. And number four... Twenty nine tons of carrots could definitely go to a better home feeding people feeding animals You know, it's a it's a waste quite frankly When there are people going hungry, I'm sure they would love all these raw carrots. that have just been dumped in the name of art so I don't know. This is confusing. They've now got their own Instagram account called goldsmith carrots which is just people getting angry about these carrots but, but there you go, if you like carrots and you fancy some free ones, twenty-nine tons of them, go go check it out in Goldsmith University in London. All the carrots, all the time. Um, I hope they don't have a particularly bad rabbit problem, but they might do soon. Right, someone's looking at your door. Next, after Gracie, Alexander23 like that on Wizard Radio. Someone's not
4: gonna let the door Somebody's ringing the
3: bell Five to four on a Saturday afternoon Means one thing and one thing only It's time for radio's only door-based game show It's someone's knocking at your door Welcome to it, I'm Alec Feldman The host of this, this radio-based game show I've got my sparkly suit on I've had my teeth whitened And I'm ready to go Let's play How this works, if you've never heard it before um, a mystery guest I expect will probably knock at my door sometime soon. It usually seems to happen at this time. I don't know why. It's one of those mysteries of life, really. But I haven't invited anyone around. That's the weird thing. It's why it's so weird that it always happens this time on a Saturday. No one's been invited. People just show up. It's weird. I don't know what's going on. And I, I don't really want to let them in, especially especially at the moment. Now I live in, in the UK's, well, in England's COVID hotspot. It seems quite quite dangerous to invite people in, but I will, if and only if someone can guess their identity. Otherwise, they are gone. I'll send them back. I'll tell you what. It is raining in Manchester right now, where I am. So heavily, it's horrible. I cycled home earlier, and it was miserable, and I got really wet and cold. Uh, but I will have no problem sending them away in this weather if nobody can guess their identity. But if someone can guess who it is that's knocking at the door, then. That's fine, and they can come in. Oh, they're here already! Wow, that's that's quite keen. Yeah, just one, one second. But yeah, basically, I'll, I'll go check out who's at the door in a second. All right. You get James gets five yes or no questions to try and work out who it is knocking at the door. I'm coming. And and if you guess based on those, then I'll let them in. Right, let's go take a look to see who is at the door this week. Okay, right. Yep, I know who they are. I I see them. I'm ready for some questioning to see who it is that's knocking at the door this afternoon. James, you ready? I'm ready.
5: Okay, is it a man? I'm not sure. Oh. Okay. Um, is this a real person?
3: Um... No, I wouldn't say as such.
5: Here we go, Alec playing his tricks as usual. Is this person from a or character from a TV show? No. Um Is this character very relevant to what's going on in the world at the moment? Definitely. Okay. Um So what's going on at the moment? Okay, and... God. um, Is it physically possible for this character person to knock on your door?
3: Yes, yes it is. So they've got hands? They do have hands,
5: two of them. Okay. Well... It's, it's not a real person somewhat genderless but has two hands not from a tv show but very relevant to what's going on in the world at the moment Mm.
3: does that rule anything
5: out in your mind so far i mean it rules out everybody (laughs) um and kind of takes me to like plasticine it's not morph Okay. If that's what you're thinking. Thank you for ruling out Morph. I have no guesses. Or Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. It's not him either. Well, no, but we know Wallace is a, is a man, so we assume. Maybe incorrectly. Mm. But Morph yeah. really could have been anything.
3: I can tell you, though, that the person knocking at my door is a sort of... It's a little bonus clue. They do seem to have a sort of... A badge. They're wearing a badge.
5: Okay. This is going to be like um, last week's one when to certain people it was so obvious and to everybody else nobody had a clue.
3: I can't even remember who it was last week. It was it Dora the like Explorer. years ago.
5: Who was it? Dora the Explorer.
3: Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's not Dora the Explorer or anything down that vein this week. It's a person who their gender is ambiguous. They're not a real person, nor are they a TV character. They are relevant to the world right now, though. And they do possess the hands necessary to knock on my door. Plus, they've got a shiny badge. Who is it? Who do you reckon? Who's knocking at the door this week? 07807 183 538. You can text me or tweet at WizRadio. You can email too if that's what you fancy. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. Someone's knocking at your door this week. The person may or may not be a man. They're not a real person. They're not from the telly either. They're very relevant to what's going on right now. And they can physically knock on the door. Get your guesses in. I will reveal my mystery visitor this week at about 10 to 5. So all good. Coming up. Excuse me. Coming up next, I've got that Paul Wolford Diplo song, which is really good coming up, and 24K Golden, which is also really good, after The News, which is probably not really good. That's on now, it's 4 o'clock.
2: I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I
3: like that song, it's good. Paul Wolford and Diplo, and... Kareen Lomax, I believe. But I forgot to write that bit down. But I think that's it. And looking for me before that 24K gold and the mood, which is also great. It's Alec on Wizard Radio. Good afternoon. Simba is coming up. B. Miller is coming up. And a review of Marmite flavoured hummus is also coming up. But first, I saw a tweet this week. And it's not often that anything on Twitter really gets me thinking. But this did this really made me challenge everything I thought I knew. It was a tweet by someone called Sadosaurus. Uh Uh-huh. And it basically posed the question, why did the... Was it the, the three bears? Why did they go out straight after having made porridge? Like, what was the conversation that took place there? Where they made their porridge and it was really hot and then whoever daddy bear was like right well now we've made the porridge let's let's go out for a few hours why do they do that it doesn't make a lot of sense because that was the time in which goldilocks snuck in and you know slept in their beds and ate their porridge and stuff it sort of never really explained why they disappeared just that they did and then they came back and it's all very confusing and i'd never considered that before i don't know why but just, you know, as a child growing up, you hear that story so many times, you get used to it. You just come to accept all of the sort of the details without challenge, but actually you should challenge him. You should challenge everything. And that to me is a major, major plot hole in Goldilocks and the Three Bears. The fact that they were out of the house in the first place with all their hot porridge, because the porridge, right? It was still hot when Goldilocks was there, when she was sampling it, well, some of it was so what's up with that as well why did it preserve heat for such a long time but more to the point if you assume that all the porridge was made at the same time why did it cool at different rates so that one of them was too hot and yet the same porridge was also too cold and then there was just a middle porridge that was fine Uh, again how does that work according to the laws of i don't know thermodynamics i don't understand it very confusing and so Goldilocks and the Three Bears is riddled with plot holes. We know this. We've just established this. But it's also got me thinking about some of our other favourite classic fairy tales. Um, again, I don't know. I feel like this is possibly a cultural thing. I don't know whether these fairy tales are well known outside of outside of the UK. I don't know. Outside of the West. I genuinely have no idea. So sorry if you have no idea or on about here. But I do just want to go through a few classic stories just just to raise a few questions a few issues that i found and i want answers and i think this should be pointed out okay let's start with rapunzel you know the story of rapunzel she's locked up in a tower and she is forbidden from getting haircuts much like in lockdown and her hair ends up really long to the point where she can just like chuck it all out the window and then the handsome prince can climb up her hair to rescue her uh right all very well but i mean number one unless i'm forgetting something how does how does he rescue her when he's just climbed up there with her surely he hasn't got a key is he i don't know i feel like that might probably be resolved if i remember the story better but what is not resolved is the fact that if she put all of her hair out of that window in that tower that is probably really heavy number one so either you would expect her to be kind of basically pulled out of the window by the weight of her own hair. Potentially plunging to her own grim demise. Which goes splat on the ground. Or when this handsome prince tries to climb her hair. Why does that not break her neck? Because it's like his entire body weight. Being held just on her hair. Which is attached to her head. Which is attached to her neck. To me I can only picture that going very badly. Because unless she's got the strongest scalp in the world. that That shouldn't work. I'm sure that shouldn't work. So, Rapunzel, again, we have issues with that, just in terms of the plot. Um, just a, a quick one in, you know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, when she's, she's you know, asleep and she gets kissed by a prince. Hello? He should be in jail. That's not okay. For so many reasons. Um, Little Red Riding Hood, again, the, the granny gets replaced by a wolf. But the wolf puts on the granny's glasses and Little Red Riding Hood, she's like, oh yeah, granny. So either this granny is really hairy or Little Red Riding Hood. She has terrible eyesight. Like, awful. She should have gone to Specsavers because she didn't. she didn't really see the difference between her granny and a wolf. I have questions. Again, just something doesn't quite stack up. Right, Hansel and Gretel. They go to this person who lives in a gingerbread house. What happens when it rains? Huh? You've dunked a biscuit in tea before. Unless it's an Oreo, which weirdly seem to stay solid, whatever happens. That house is going soggy. It's collapsing. It's not a viable building material. You cannot build houses in gingerbread. I'm, I'm sorry, you just can't. Unless this is in somewhere where like, it never rains. Maybe the Australian outback. But then I'm sure they get taken for a walk in a forest, don't they? And that's where they leave the Trail of crumbs. So it can't be there. So, again, not something doesn't add up. It's not quite right. And then the final sort of weird plot hole. Jack and the beanstalk. He trades the cow for some magical beans. The magical beans grow a big beanstalk. He climbs the beanstalk. There's a giant, I think, and also Jack's missing dad. But if the beanstalk has only just grown as a result of these magic beans, like where has the giant been beforehand? Where's he been living? Well, how did the dad get up there? Again, just, just little things that you never question when you hear these stories as a child, but I don't know if they were lost in translation. And actually there is like, you know, a fully consistent plot that's been mapped out sort of generations ago and been forgotten or what, but they're just, just nonsense. It doesn't make sense. There are so many plot holes. I almost think that these stories are just made up. I'm starting to doubt that they're real. They just sound like complete works of fiction. I don't know weird i just wanted to bring that to your attention question everything you see right next the moment i know you've all been waiting for i review marmite flavored hummus on the radio yeah it's coming up after simba ksi this is loose simba and ksi loose on wizard radio it's alec and b miller's on the way and a guy called rit Momney, who i'll tell you about in a 60 second guide in a bit first though I went to Sainsbury's the other day to get a few bits. I actually went to a slightly different Sainsbury's to the one I normally go to because there's kind of there's two near me. There's a big Sainsbury's and then if you walk 10 minutes that way, you can't see one pointing in the direction. There's like a little, you know, like a Sainsbury's local which I don't normally like because everything's just more expensive and there's less choice. But on this occasion, I'm, I'm quite glad that I did because it brought my attention to something that they don't have in big Sainsbury's and i have never seen before in my life and i walked in and this was basically the first thing i saw right in front of the doors they have a chiller fridge that has all the hummus in now if you've ever listened to the show for any length of time ever you will know that i consume quite unholy quantities of hummus i get through it really fast i love the stuff can't get enough of it i'm a bit of a hummus connoisseur i'm a bit of a hummus snob you know, I don't like I don't like any old hummus. Supermarket, you know, Sainsbury's own brand, not that great. You gotta you gotta work out what the good stuff is and where to get it. And I saw in this this cabinet, Marmite-flavored hummus, and I like hummus. You know that. I quite like Marmite actually. I know there's that obvious marketing slogan, but I like Marmite. I'll eat it. Not a lot, but I will eat it. It goes well with certain things and i was intrigued i was genuinely fascinated i've never been as interested in a new food product ever but that that really got me and i just knew that i had to get it because i had to try it because it seems like such a such an obscene combination marmite and hummus together that i needed to know what it tasted like and so i bought this marmite hummus I did put a picture up on on Twitter, actually. It divided opinion. One person saying, yeah, would actually like to try that. Another person said it's an abomination. Both of these people, weirdly, have locked Twitter accounts, which I only assume is because they're so unwilling to commit to those opinions in a public way. They've just locked it. They don't want to have to defend them, which is fair enough. But, you know, I had to try it for myself. So I got this image. I think it was like 150. it might have been on special offer or something, I don't know. And, you know, you've got to sample it on something. it in the toaster, and took off the, the, the wrapper and all, you know, the cardboard bit and the plastic bit. And, you know, you can't just eat it, you've got to give it the full tasting. So I gave it a sniff, and my first thought was, wow, that does smell a lot like marmo, which isn't entirely surprising and I had, had a good good few sniffs and it was just very strong yeast extract kind of smell. Then my pitta popped up and I was ready to have a little dip. Now don't joke me, I do like to dip straight into the hummus. I'm the only person that, that eats out of it, so it's fine. And got a little bit on, on a little piece of pitta and put it in my mouth. And my first thought was, oh my God, this is so salty, holy moly. And it was really salty, because Marmite is really salty. But it also felt much more intense, because if you have Marmite on toast, you'll put, like, a bit of margarine and then a very thin layer of Marmite, because it goes a long way. But this, it was like a, you know, a big, massive dollop of hummus. And it's so intense flavour-wise. And, like, it does just taste like eating a lot of Marmite. I couldn't really get any of the hummus flavour out of it. It was just marmite that had the texture of hummus and you know i i had an entire pitter's worth well. and it sort of confused me a bit because i didn't hate it it was not terrible i wasn't disgusted by it at all but it was really salty and it just didn't it didn't feel like hummus i just don't think it was necessarily the right combination you know like it completely drowned out you know the chickpeas and all the lemon garlic flavors you normally get in hummus they were just gone, it was just pure yeast extract. Very bitter, very salty. It just, yeah, I didn't hate it, but I don't think I'd get it again, in summary. Marmite hummus is just, it's too Marmite not enough hummus, I think. If anyone is listening who works at the Marmite Hummus factory and wants some constructive criticism, maybe you change the ratios a bit. More chickpeas, less Marmite. I think you could be onto a winner. But at the moment, I'm going to go for... I'm going to save three stars. Three stars for Marmite Hummus. Wouldn't get again, but was an interesting experiment. But if you don't believe me, feel free to go out and try it yourself, and then you'll understand completely everything I've just said. Right, coming next, I am a hero. And I'm going to big myself up about it after B. Miller and Feel Something on Wizard Radio. B. Miller on Wizard Radio. That was Feel Something. Alec here. Rit Momney... That isn't me getting confused, it's coming up next. And then, awesome, Midnight Sky by Miley Cyrus also plays. Listen, a lot has been said recently about heroes. I know the word hero gets thrown about a lot, but I'm really glad that we have been able to appreciate, you know, the real heroes in this country over the last few months. NHS workers, heroes completely. Supermarket workers, they kept this country going also absolute heroes but this afternoon i would like to shine a light on a, a really unsung hero actually you know nobody was clapping for them at eight o'clock on a thursday night they were just getting on with their life uh that hero i'm talking about um namely is it is me actually i don't want to don't want to blow my own trumpet here too much but yeah i am i'm a bit of a hero just just saying I was walking in the park the other day and the park, it's got tennis courts that you can, you know, book out and play tennis in. And there I was just going for my walk past the tennis courts. The tennis courts are situated weirdly quite near the pond. There's also a big pond in this park. And there I was walking when I just hear someone sort of shouting and I hear them shouting like, the ball, get the ball. And what had happened is they'd hit the tennis ball so hard that it had flown over the fence of the tennis courts and was currently on course to go straight in the pond the only thing standing between this tennis ball and the pond was me now i have close to no hand eye coordination so i wasn't feeling particularly optimistic but i just i went for it i committed i like threw my hand out i grabbed mid air and i managed to catch this tennis ball That's right, I caught the ball, I stopped it from going in the pond, and then I threw it really hard and managed to get it over the fence back in the tennis court. You know, everyone was watching. I say everyone, it was just the two people playing tennis mainly. But they were watching, they were very impressed that I managed to catch the ball. And then, do you know what they said to me? They were like, wow, thank you so much. We've we've lost so many balls that way before. You're a hero, mate. That's right. They called me a hero. I am a hero now. I stopped their tennis ball from falling in the pond. I'm a hero. No, please, please. don't. don't no need to thank me. It's just, it's, it's nothing really. It's all in the day's work. But um, listen, when when do you want to clap for me? Do you want to do it now? Or should we wait until eight o'clock on Thursday? I don't really mind. Just, just At some point, I do feel like as a hero, I should get, you know, the hero treatment I deserve. Uh, just just saying. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, anyway. The reason I'm telling you this tale of my my very very minor heroism is just because I want to know if you've got any heroic tales. Have you saved the day? Have you stopped a tennis ball from falling in a pond? Have you pulled out a cat from the path of a moving car? I don't know. Have you rescued a, an animal from somewhere that it was stuck? Have you... I don't know I can't even think of any other pointless examples of slightly rubbish heroic stories but if you've got any, send them to me right now please, 07807 183 538 with your heroic tales, you can also email me station at wizardradio.co.uk and on all the socials, we are at wizardradio come say hello and give me your heroic tales so I can, I can give you the respect that you deserve, maybe even a little clap, just a little one just a small clap Coming up, possibly, if I deem you heroic enough. You've, you've got a very high bar to beat here with me and the tennis ball, but could could happen. Right, next song I'm going to play you called Put Your Records On by Rit Momney. And I'm not referring to the former US presidential candidate. It is Rit Momney. That might confuse you, but I've done lots of research, as I always do. And I've tried to put together a completely factually accurate 60-second guide, so let's have it.
2: Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made-up 60-second
3: guide. Here's the thing though, Rip Momney has such an incredible backstory that anything I make up, I mean factually accurate research, wouldn't be as good as the truth. He is actually named after the former Republican presidential candidate, and much like Mitt Romney, Rip Momney was actually raised as a Mormon. And this song is a cover of the Corin Bailey Ray song that has the same name. But this version, it went viral on TikTok. I couldn't believe it either, but all of that is true. But what you might not know is that Rit made the first ever TikTok recorded in space. That's right. Rit was able to take up a spare place on a shuttle that was going to the International Space Station, film the video, and then went back in the shuttle on its way back down. And that meant he was on board the ISS for a total of 12 minutes. Unfortunately, on the way back down... All of the US borders were closed to all foreign arrivals because of the pandemic, and that includes the atmospheric border, which means he wasn't allowed back in. So the shuttle had to land in neighbouring Mexico before it ran out of fuel and you know, crashed and burned. And then he had to quarantine in the Mexican hostel for two weeks before he was allowed to return to the USA, and all for a TikTok. Worth it? Definitely. And that is Rip Momney in 60 Seconds. Alec
2: Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun. From a safe
3: distance. Miley Cyrus and Midnight Sky on Wizard Radio Rip Momney and put your records on before that. Which is again two great songs, one after the other. That's what you get. It's the Alec Feldman difference. 220 kidding, JC Stewart is coming up, and Stormzy and Mars McCorski's here at five. All good in the hood. Oh, and someone's looking at Yours coming up as well. First though, um I am a hero. Not my words the words of some random people playing tennis in the park who said that to me when I managed to catch their tennis ball that was about to fall on the lake. I know. And I want to know your heroic tales. We can crown you a true hero, maybe even have a little clap for you, because why not? And Craig's been in touch. Hello, Craig. I was an accidental hero once, basically near the beginning of lockdown, not right at the beginning when people were fighting over pasta. But the time when you could start going into shops again but a lot of places and restaurants were still closed yeah i know exactly what bit you're talking about i was down the road at the shops just before i was going into a little grocery store near my house i saw a handbag on the floor outside the shop so i picked it up and i went inside and reported the lost property you know like a good citizen when i handed the bag in the woman acted really shocked and got on the phone and she called the police And I was so confused, but they told me I had to stay there. And it turns out the handbag I'd found had been mugged off a woman earlier that day. And it was an active investigation. They asked where I found it. And I said, literally, in front of the shop. And everyone was so thankful to me. The police shook my hand and thanked me for my help. Very expected, but just goes to show that normal people can be heroes too. A very police story-heavy show today. Gotta say, I witnessed the... End of a police chase outside my house. Someone accidentally got arrested. But then on the other end of the spectrum, Craig had his hand shaken by the police, which I'm very concerned about, by the way, because you said this was in in lockdown. This was recently. And the policeman shook your hand to thank you. That's not okay. Handshaking is not on anymore. That is so cancelled. I cannot even begin to express how off that is. (laughs) That's so funny. They... Actually, shook your hand. Not, not allowed. But that's that's good of you. That's you know, because it's like just doing your normal moral, good citizen's duty. But then you've also helped with an active crime investigation. And that's pretty cool. All in a day's work, right, Craig? Nice one. <laughs> Keep up the good work, you hero. You know what? Yeah, you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's let's clap for Craig, everybody. Woo! A little little clap for Craig there, Gracie. Not the Gracie that I'm about to play next a different one, I think. I've called myself a hero before, if that counts for anything. This was like five years ago, when my little brother was seven, and could just about reach the counter in our kitchen. Him and I were home alone. I was upstairs doing homework, when suddenly, I I was like, Can I smell gas? And I thought I'd go downstairs and check it out. When I saw him playing with our gas hob, his face was right up to the fire, he was switching it on and off, and I grabbed him out of the way and had a go at him for it, but also kind of congratulated myself for saving his life and making sure that our house didn't burn down. And then when our parents came home, I told them, expecting them to call me a hero too, but instead, they told me off for leaving my brother unattended. So, you know, I was a hero in, in some people's eyes, but mainly just mine, not others'. Oh, what a disappointment. You should, you should get, like, the St. George's Cross for bravery for that, Gracie. Come on. That is really, really brave, really heroic. You saved your brother. You saved your house. You saved yourself. Why did your parents not appreciate that? Just because maybe it was your fault that he was playing with the gas in the first place because you left him alone. Maybe you should have been keeping an eye on him. But, you know, all of those things aside, you saved the day. And that's what matters here. And so even though your parents didn't appreciate this, Gracie, I do, and I am going to clap for our heroes, protecting people from gas explosions and burning. Well done. <laughs> you can just get one one bonus clap there. And Jack as well. Until I was 10 years old, me and my family used to go to church every Sunday. Uh, this is before we, we all realised, and these are Jack's words, not mine, religion is a load of rubbish and we were wasting our time. Okay. One time I was there. I was probably a toddler. I saw this huge pot about to fall off a column. I didn't really know what was going on, but there was this kid shaking it to try and make it come off. But even then, I knew that it would probably smash when it hit the ground. So I ran away. My parents were yelling after me like, Come back! Where are you going, Jack? And just in time, I stopped it from falling over. And then I was brought to the front of our church congregation. I was congratulated for being the Son of God, which I think is when we thought this was all a bit dodgy. <laughs> wow. So Jack's accidental heroism also managed to basically turn his entire family away from Christianity. What a <laughs> what a random story. What's this pot that's on a random column? I, I, I don't do Christianity, so I don't really know anything about it. So like, is that a thing that all churches have? Is it filled with holy water? Is it the charity collection pot? I, I don't know. Is it where you get baptised? Is that like a little a little pot or is that more like a bath? I, I have no idea, genuinely. But wow, well done to you, Jack, you son of God. I know that you did get congratulated in front of the whole congregation, but you can get congratulated on the radio too. Well done. Clap for Jack, clap for our church-based heroes and for Gracie who saved her brother from gas and from Craig who helped a little old lady get her purse back after it got stolen. Wow, I didn't know that this show had so many heroes listening to it. I am truly humbled. And I know that, yes, I too am one of those heroes because I managed to catch that tennis ball. But, you know, it's nice to know that I'm in good company. This is this is basically the Pride of Britain Awards. <laughs> that's that's what it is. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Coming up, someone's knocking at your door after this.
4: Someone's knocking at your door. Somebody.
3: Once that person with me saw the adverts on the telly for the postcode lottery and thought there's a radio feature in that and now probably almost a year possibly more later here we are someone's looking at your door radio's most popular game show based on the people's postcode lottery adverts. I'm Alec Feldman and just before four o'clock someone unexpected just showed up at my house and they knocked at the door. I was expecting them And I will only let them in and answer the door if someone can guess their identity. I gave you five clues based on some questions that James asked. And they are sort of helpful, but also not that helpful. So we know, for example, their gender is ambiguous. I am unsure whether or not they are a man. I also confirmed they're not a real person, nor are they a fictional character who's on TV. They are, however, very relevant to what's going on right now. And in a slightly left-field question, they can physically knock on the door. They have hands. They're not like a microbe or a pirate, you know? (laughs) So that's what you've got. And we have some guesses. And let's see whether anyone has actually worked it out this week and whether or not they are coming in or whether I'm just sending them out in the Manchester rain. And I can tell you it is pouring, miserable, rubbish. So I hope for their sake that someone guesses Yasmin says the shiny bags really gave it in gave it away for me. The person knocking at your door today, Alec, it's a robber pretending to be a policeman. You can't quite work out the gender of the robber. A robber itself is not an individual person and although they're on TV shows this robber isn't. They're always relevant because there are always robberies happen. They obviously have two hands and the shiny badges is a part of the police uniform that they're wearing to try and trick you. Don't open the door or they might rob your house. That's a, a very good guess, actually. Very interesting. Yeah, maybe they've got like a balaclava on so I can't determine gender. Yeah, a good point. Um, it is, It is sort of along the right lines in the sense that it's not a person, nor is it a fictional character. It's like It's a thing. It's a concept. Like a burglar, for example. It's not a burglar. Yasmin is incorrect. But I like the way you've been thinking and you are onto something. Um, Yeah. I I think what's happened in Yasmin's head is there's been like a burglar who's maybe beaten up a police officer, kind of whacked them over the head, dragged them in the cupboard and then stolen their uniform and now they're here knocking at my door. I've never known a burglar to knock though, but I suppose this is like an undercover one, isn't it? They'll be like, hello, I've just got some some questions. If I could come in, and then they come in, and next thing you know, they've got a massive swag bag filled with like Italian stuff. <laughs> but it's not it's not a burglar, basically. So I will not be inviting a burglar. Don't worry, it's all good. Harry guessed coronavirus, but a brand new one. Is that what's knocking at your door? It's not a man or a woman. It's not a real person or from a TV show, other than the news, which I guess is a TV show. Obviously relevant right now, and coronavirus has those little lines coming out, which I guess it could use as hands. Shiny bags, it's because it's brand new. It's shiny, it's not old and dull like the old coronavirus, but who needs COVID-19? It's all about COVID-20, am I right? Harry says, I hope I've got it right, but I also hope you've got it wrong so a coronavirus doesn't come into your house. Yeah, we have we have previously had coronavirus knocking at the door, actually. This was back in like January when it was just this thing that we were like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. It's not. It's not going to be a problem. It's just this this weird cold that people have been getting in China. Oh, how wrong we were. <laughs> how little we knew. But it's not. It's not COVID-20 knocking at the door. Not yet. I hope anyway. Um. Because I wouldn't consider the little spikes on a on a virus to be the same as hands that could knock on a door. Because that was the problem that COVID-19 did encounter when it knocked at the door. So it's not coronavirus, a new one, or the current one. You are incorrect. But thank you for your guess. Steph says, this feels like a long shot. But basically, my uni, they've just got a coronavirus marshal. I don't understand. But I know sometimes... You do, you do roles or characters rather than actual people on someone knocking at your door, yeah. A, a coronavirus marshal, they could be a man or a woman, or a non-binary person. And although the marshals themselves are a real person, the role of a marshal it could be anyone, and they're not on the telly, and they are relevant to the current ongoing pandemic. And I think they wear a badge to identify the fact that they are a coronavirus marshal. All very good points. Like I said in response to Yasmin's message, it is... It's a construct. It's like a job. It's not a person or a character. And so a coronavirus marshal, or COVID marshal for short, does fit in with that description. Which is funny, because the person knocking at my door right now is, in fact, a COVID marshal! Yes! Um, Now, here's the thing. Do I I let them in? Because surely if they're a COVID marshal, they, they specifically don't want to be let in. But they are knocking at the door, so maybe they're just coming to check up to see if I've been... I don't know, going to any illegal house parties or anything, doing stuff that I shouldn't, which I haven't. So, hang on, should I go and open the door to this this COVID marshal and see what they want? They've been standing here for an hour, so I, I suppose better. Uh, hang on, hang on, just opening it. Yeah, see, that's that's the door opening. Um, hello, Mr. COVID marshal. Can I help you? Yeah, no, no, no party going on here. No, not breaking lockdown. No, it's all good. Yeah, all right, thanks. Okay, yeah, that was that. that. The person knocking at the door this week was a COVID marshal. So well done, Steph. You got that one right. Congrats. You win nothing but pride. So congratulations. Thanks for playing. And that's the end of the show. Our time together for this week is done. Thank you very much for hanging out. Had a nice time. I hope you have till. We'll do it all again next Saturday, 3 till 5. And if you fancy something a little bit different, on Fridays we do the weekly mixtape where I just rip up the playlist and play loads of fun sort of throwback bangers from around about 2010 to the present day you should check it out it's fun oh and by the way there's also a podcast of the show Alec Feldman the podcast so you can listen to me all the time if you really want to subject yourself to that Mars Mikulski is on the way next right here on Wizard Radio and the last song from me today will be Stormzy and Superheroes
2: there goes another episode of Alec Feldman the podcast wasn't that some great content come back next week for more audio based fun
0: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?